Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number three. That typically means it's time to ask Ross, but Ross is off today, so that means it's Ask Andy. I'm Jim Galante. That's Andrew P. Shea. Andy, this is also where I typically say, if you want to ask a question, download our app. If you already have the app, great. There's the Ask Ross button. If you don't have the app, got to tell you, due to some technical difficulties, if you go to the Apple Store, to download the app it's not there right now we are going to fix that so just hold tight we'll let you know when that's back online what i also want to remind you of the blue white game is coming up in a couple weeks and you guess what gopsurv.com is open for the game this is where you drive your car out to happy valley you got an rv there waiting for you for the weekend free transport to and from the game it's a great time. If you want more information, you can go to gopsurv.com or give Mark a call, 800-519-8467. Andrew P., are you ready for the questions? I am, sir. Be gentle with me. Be gentle with me. All I right. hope we get through more than two, right? That's like the Ross number. Can you get me on two? Well, that's the quota. It's not hard to beat the quota. Let's start with Steve in Chicago who says, Franklin had a lot of senior staff changes this offseason. I'm thinking this may be good for Penn State based on uh, Franklin will now get some differing opinions versus prior years. Your thoughts and keep up the great show. Uh, That's a really good observation, Steve. I want to say that first of all. I will also say from watching James Franklin during his entire tenure at Penn State, um, I think he takes Monday through Sunday through Friday input from his coaching staff is very well received and listened to. I'm still not sure Saturday input is um, outside of the box that he puts a coordinator or position coach in. I'm not sure anybody has ever had the broad, let me say this tactically, no one's ever had the bandwidth to get directly in James Franklin's ear during that 60 minutes of game time on Saturday. I, I do believe that, like I said, on Sunday through Friday, I think their input and what they have to say is is very relevant. And I do think James wants to hear that. James needs to hear that. And James is receptive to that. I just don't think – I think the thing you're asking, Steve, is – Maybe somebody could get in his ear on Saturdays and be a second opinion for him, and I just don't think that's in his DNA as a coach to allow that to happen. He is the head football coach on Saturday, and he is not going to change that, and I don't think he's ever been that receptive to it. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I really don't. I just know that that is something that is inherently part of James as the head coach of your football program. I will mention this, though, as an add-on, Andy. I think James Franklin is always in charge. He's the guy. It's his team. It's his offense, for example. But I found it interesting, after years and years and years of telling us we're not going under center, it's not going to happen, 
With Mike Yersich, what did we see? Quarterback under center. Correct. And now with Manny Diaz, a very good defensive coordinator, Correct. We, we might see a few different things because I think Manny Diaz has earned that respect and would may see some things a little bit different. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, by in my answer I don't think James hamstrings his coordinators and position coaches. I really don't. I think he lets them be what they want to be. I, I I do. I really do. I just don't think he has that 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 sort of feedback that one or two guys on Saturday who are sort of his wingmen who can say the things that you really don't want to say to the head coach when the bullets are flying and it's kind of hot in the kitchen on a Saturday. I, I don't think he has that, but that doesn't mean I, I think he hamstrings his assistants. I do not. All right, let's move on to Jim from Syracuse. This must be assistant coach day. Uh, Jim says, uh, we spend a lot of time talking about Coach Franklin, but assistant coaches seem to get little attention. In your opinion, what position coaches have done the best job developing players and what position coaches need to step up their game if the team is going to improve? And I really respect Jim the way he, he phrased that yeah. very nicely without looking to throw any assistance under the bus, but who's been doing the great job developing players, Andy, and who needs to step it up? So I think uh, the good job. This is a, that's a really good question, Jim. Um, the the good job is being done at the at the wide receiver position. The best assistant and a coaching job and talent development and increasing the sort of production and stature and tenure on the field for Penn State, say in the last two or three seasons has been uh, at the wide receiver position. And dang it, Jim, it's uh, he coached a Purdue. I can't think of his name. I'm having a, a complete 50-something moment. Who's the wide receiver coach? Stubblefield? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, there Jimmy. you go. <laughs> well, anyway, it's, it's clearly the wide receiver position. Because you remember they had that four, what, they have five, four or five wide receiver coaches in a three or four or five in a four-year period or something like that. And the position had fallen off the map in terms of development. I think the last two or three seasons, the development under his leadership has been outstanding. I think the shortcoming continues to be up front on the offensive line. It just, it there's there doesn't seem to be the development, the experience, and the talent that that they are that they build there doesn't seem to play itself out on a game after game basis, season over season, on a consistent basis. Last two years, they've had dudes. They've had guys with experience, guys with time in the seat, guys with talent, and it just can't come together. So that's the clear and obvious one, in my opinion, is the shortcoming is up front on the offensive line, and the best development, I think, is being done at the wide receiver position. Um, I'll also mention uh, safety. I think they've been doing a good job back there developing an offensive line, I'll give Trout Wine a little bit more slack probably than you. Uh, you I'm not sure how much of that was on the players, but I do think this year and next year, it's time. He's He's got to, as uh, our listener said, he's got to step it up. And he might right, have less to gonna... work with in the next year or two, Jimmy. He might have a little less to work with, too. And he could do wonders with it. But – they're going to be his guys. Um, it, it, that's going to start to happen, too. All right, let's go from Jim to Jimmy in Forest City, who says, Before the Iowa game last year, Penn State was 5-0, and riding high. 
Starting with the Iowa game, Penn State went 2-6 and six the rest of the way. Do Penn State coaches view this as a very good team that would have been competing for a top 10 ranking if not for Clifford's injury or a collapsed, huge underperforming season? Also, how do they sell that 21 season to recruits when they ask about it? I have no idea the second part of the question. I don't know how they sell that. But if if you have to take something and spin it and selling it in the recruiting circle, I'm going to defer to James Franklin and say that guy's going to come up with a way to do it. I just, I, I'm not deferring. I just fully believe that that guy could sell, you know, that guy could sell anything to anybody when it comes on the recruiting front to selling the Penn State program. There's still a lot to sell there in terms of the program, so he only has to sell one small element. The 2021 season, I think, is a collapse and a massive disappointment. I mean, Clifford was injured, but he, he wasn't absent and gone for the year. He just was a shell of himself. And a shell of himself at the quarterback position exposed how structurally unsound, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, they were without him playing at a very, very high level for him, as he did in those first, you know, up until the, you know, halftime of the Iowa game, right before he got hurt, he was playing at probably at a better level than he had at any point in his Penn State career, right? And then when he, he wasn't gone, but he was injured and out and hurt, and we know all of that. The way it fell and collapsed after that, the house of cards, it has to be viewed that way because there was nothing else to prop him up. Even you would have thought, the Illinois game is a great example. A 75% of Clifford at home, that offense should still be able to beat Illinois. Even with a 75 or 50% Clifford, they couldn't. And it, it, it just showed that there were bigger cracks in that offense that he was kind of covering up for. Very, very, uh, uh, very, very disappointing and a, and, a, and a major collapse in my opinion. I'll take the how do you sell it. Uh, question in huh? the portion where I'll say, Jimmy, in a way, I think you answered your own question when you talked about this team being 5-0, and riding high. I think that's one of the things the, the coaches can sell. Look, we were really this close to being a really good team. What we need is a little more manpower. The potential is there, but a couple injuries did us under. You're the type of player, you come here, you're going to help put us over the top. That's the way I believe that you sell it. Let's get on to the next question, Andy. Um, we got Dan from Berwick who says, what are your thoughts of forcing some real game reps on your backup quarterback? And speaking of the last season and what happened after the Ooh. Iowa collapse, I think Dan's saying, how about getting, you know, that guy some experience so we don't see what we did against Iowa last year? Yeah, I don't think – that's a really good question, Dan. I don't I, – I, I, I will couch my answer in saying that James just isn't a fan of that. He's not a believer of that. And I kind of subscribe to that as well. I think you need to do your best work with your backup quarterback during practice. I don't think any garbage time reps – are going to make that much of a difference. I would argue that 
you probably get better practice reps than you do garbage reps. Now, maybe Dan's talking about legitimate, like, second quarter for a series reps. That's something to think about with with uh, the the young quarterbacks that they have. But don't forget about Christian Bayou. Started a game, played a game. We know what that looks like in a game. He's the guy that's got the inroads to be the number two quarterback. So it's and, a very good question. He's not saying freshman quarterback. He's, He's saying just saying number you're, two. your backup quarterback and getting some real reps. Yeah. And I get it. You know, maybe it would have been nice to find out that Roberson isn't ready to play. Or maybe a little bit of real playing experience would have helped him going into Iowa. So I get it, and I would not have a problem with that. Andy, that is it for Ask Andy. We'll name our winner in quarter number four. Attention Penn State alumni, trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran need your support. Your alumni trustees have fought to debunk the free report and to honor Joe and Sue Paterno. And they led the charge on an unprecedented tuition freeze, saving students and their families thousands. Independent leadership for a better Penn State. Vote to re-elect alumni trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Voting begins Sunday, April 10th. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. There's nothing better than following your favorite team on the road. Thanks to Collegiate Athletic Travel, you can get your chance this fall as the Nittany Lions fly south to face the Auburn Tigers. Take a non-stop charter flight from Harrisburg. Accommodation included. Not two hours away in Atlanta, but at the team hotel. Transportation to and from the game is also included, as well as a tailgate party at the stadium. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information. 